0: Then last year it was like, I cannot go disunited to the tight because it doesn't work. So um, just to secure that in my head, I, and I'll probably have to do the same this year because of the wiggle after the bank. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these lovely light show jumpers can do a nice little flick change and look really elegant and I'm there like, stop, trot, canter. Yes, we're on the right <laughs> leg.
1: Tick. Hello, I'm Charlotte Ricker. You're listening to Free Rain Podcast. So hello, Free Rainers. Sorry, that's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? It's kind of assuming I have a following. Uh, It's assuming you have listened to all my podcasts. and In fact, this could be the first one, and you may never listen to it again, but you've got to think big, haven't you? So Free Rainers it is. I am out walking my dogs on yet another glorious sunny day in October. It's a bit windy and really quite cold, I have to say. So I apologise if there is a bit of background noise going on Um, but yeah the sun is rising it's a gorgeous day I'm actually sorry I've got to remember to just walk slower I've been told that my intros are a bit panty because I'm striding out walking the dogs I don't think anyone really wants to hear me panting into the mic so I'm going to try and walk slower hang on got to get one dog's gone missing here he comes here he comes so try and walk slower talk slower this podcast sees me chatting to the very lovely Harriet Nuttall International show jumper, and or a nice person. Now Harriet's from Somerset, but she is more commonly known and associated with Hickstead, uh, which is in the south of England. And now she admits it's like a second home to her. She's had great success there. She's won most of the big classes there, including the Speed Derby twice and the Queen Elizabeth Cup. But there's one title that eludes her, which is the Al Shearer-Hickstead Derby. Now, she's competed in it six times with a touch imperious. She's come second three times. In 2017, she went clear. Now, to jump clear in the Hicksted Derby is no mean feat. And to not win it, that's pretty tough going. But that year, there were two clears, her and Nigel Kaup. Nigel beat her in the jump off. So it was second again, and this year, I think everyone, 2018, people, everyone thought she it in the bag. They were in such good form, sadly he had one down again, and they came third, joint third with Shane Breen. So I caught up, actually I spoke to her, I interviewed her immediately, she literally actually came out the ring, I grabbed her, I was doing some presenting for the live stream, so grabbed her off the horse for a quick chat, and she could barely speak, she was so upset. This means a lot to her. And we find out more about that in the interview. I actually interviewed her um, before the derby in June 2018. And we spoke a lot about what makes the competition so special and what makes Henry so special and, and how devastated she is that he, she hasn't won it yet and she feels like he deserves to win it. She really wants to win it for him. She also talks about her relationship with Will Biddick who is an amateur jockey and her fiance at the time of speaking he posed to her and she talks about actually how he posed which is a very sweet story at the time of chatting to you right now they're due to get married on friday so very exciting good luck to harriet and will wishing you all the best on your big day she's so lovely to talk to harriet she's always got a smile on her face except when she's just had one down in the derby Uh, And I hope that that comes across in this interview. I hope her warmth, her personality comes across and that you warmed her as much as I did. So, over to Harriet. We're at Hickstead, aren't we? Yeah. We love Hickstead. (laughs) So, um, I'm just going to describe where we're sat in Harriet's horse box so are you living in this or are you in a yeah, hotel I live in my horse box do you always live in it yeah some shows I get to
0: get a hotel but um, here it's just easier I have got people coming though so and they've uh, rented a done like an airbnb down the road perfect like a three bedroom but I think some of my own like my parents are coming they might stay there and I've got a couple of friends so we might all so just so you, you're in here by yourself um, no my girl groom Beth White she's awesome you share that bed up there no she's down on the bottom one and I'm on the top one but Like, we can share, we don't really mind. She actually quite likes sleeping down on the bottom one.
1: So it's kind of like, sort of like being on holiday, or is that not like... Well, it is this weekend with the sun. (laughs) Like, I said that yesterday, we were sat
0: in some deck chairs outside the stable, and I was like, oh, it's like a mini holiday. And we've only got three horses here, which is
1: really nice. It's really chilled, isn't it? Yeah. I'm chatting to Shane Breen yesterday, and he rode 17 horses yesterday. I'm not surprised. They are in and out, on and off.
0: The same with Trevor and, like, Nicole Pavitt, she always has loads here. They're all just down the road, so they yes. just come and do the national as well. Whereas I never, I never do the national. Only not through I don't like the classes or anything like that. Just through the fact is I, if I'm in the international, I want to concentrate, and then it will always always clash. It will always be running back and forth. And actually, I want
1: to concentrate on the bigger classes, so I just take three. So this is just to be your focus here. You're not here to produce the young ones. It's just to yeah, I'm focused completely on, on the big, yeah, yeah. The top classes. Yeah. So obviously, you're fairly prolific at Hickstead quite mm-hmm. a good show for you, isn't it? I'm just looking at what you've done. Speed Derby. This is just in the last four years alone. Second in 2014. Second in 2015. First and second in 2016. And second last year. And that was all with... Uh, Silverlift. Yes, the grey horse. Yes, yeah. so, To go around that well. And the last person was Shane Breen and he beat me. Which was...
0: Like, which was good. I was so shocked to be in the lead. And then to win... I mean, it's a ranking class. So you win, like, four... I think four thousand pounds... I was just in a complete world of my own, and then I couldn't mm. get hold of mum and dad because the wedding was a three o'clock oh wedding. Yeah. And then, like they had, they came out of the church and they had um, answer phone messages from everyone being like, I "Can't believe she did so well." Dad's like, "What's she done? I don't know what's happened." So, I spoke to him. I had to go to a press conference. i would never done anything like that, and then wow. so after that, the I just, end. I just came. I've come every year since then, and I've always had a lot of luck. And I think I've just kind of found the place that suits me, being like quite an agricultural family I live on a farm like the horses half the time when the cows get out I have to herd the horses on my horses so they're heard all the cows, you mean? yeah I yeah, heard yeah. the, the cows on my horses so like they they're always quite my horses are very down to earth and they've had a very normal well probably abnormal but quite they've seen everything yeah. anything there's tractors bowing past the school every day there's so they are quite bomb proof
1: so it's um, that big arena suits them
0: yeah and I think that it's like a grass arena they canter at home they're out in open fields I work them in the big field in front of the house in the summer when the ground's not too soft and um, work them there and like they do a lot of work out in fields they don't like, I have an arena as well but I quite like to get them out into an open space a bit and then so I go in there and they're so used to being on grass yeah. and I think I'm a grass rider like every single horse I have
1: goes better on grass and I think probably that's me mm. And also, su- success begets success, doesn't it? So you must just come arrive at Higgs and kind of think. Yeah. Yes, I'm home. I'm yeah. Ha- you know, it's weird. <laughs> I live three hours away, but I'm home. <laughs> but yeah, and you've become such a favourite here because of. And there was the whole thing about you know always oh, the bridesmaid. Yeah. Know? Because there's a lot of seconds.
0: Oh, so many. And then I broke that with Silver Lift and the Speed Derby, and then again I won the Queens last year, the Queen Elizabeth Cup with Jed. Um, which is amazing. Which yeah, but I'm always. I think I'm more more constantly second or third i think my records are second and third I, i've had two wins but i've
1: had so many seconds
0: and thirds had like I was third yeah I, I was third yesterday in the derby trial
1: i saw that but the thing with with henry is he's not a speed horse is he so no. you're in the jump off I, I, there was no and also i've got to concentrate on sunday so i didn't ride him on
0: um i didn't jump him on thursday i usually do the derby tankard with him but i jumped him at Bolsworth. So I thought I'd just go straight into the Derby trial. went clear. But I felt in the first round, I was quite, I think I was a bit nervous. Like, I went in with, a a lot of people have been saying stuff, and I went in with a bit of pressure. Not pressure. I think I put pressure on myself. Like, get him going, get him relaxed, like, work for Sunday. And I started off a little bit slower in my tempo, and he was jumping quite high. And so I felt like I had to jump off, because Will Funnel didn't jump off. Yeah, I know. Because his horse is slow. But I felt yeah i'll probably be third or like if someone makes a mistake or fourth but i'm not going to win or come so why second. did you make the decision to do the jump off because i felt like i needed to get my rhythm a bit more forward because right, okay. the derby you've got a ride with quite a good canter and quite forward and i felt like i needed to just get my rhythm up a gear and just do yeah. more of my derby yeah. pace and yeah. then so i went round like they went inside to the wall i went round. I was five seconds slower than them, which isn't hard to lose at Hickstead because it's such a big
1: arena. Yeah, and The jump offs are so long, but um, yeah, I was nowhere near them. But so you, and we talk about pressure. Obviously, again, lot of lot of seconds in the Derby. Yeah. How many times have you come second in the Derby? Three, third, once. Which is just a massive achievement, but unfortunately, you know it's winning, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it, but it's such a massive achievement yeah. to come to come second three times and third. It's
0: once. so it, that in itself. I'm, like I'm quite a positive person yes okay I I feel like he deserves to win so much he really does deserve to win um, like he it's just even that in itself is an achievement and statistically I always say like me and my mum are very we're positive people but we're quite down to earth my dad is very driven but very like this is what you're going to do and you're going to do so well and you're going to win and I'm like mm-hmm, yeah okay but I'm I might not like <laughs> you know it's quite hard to win and my mum's very much like that as well and I kind of have my had my conversation with mum that you know his record is so good at some point it might not go as well and you've got to expect that too yeah so when he has jumped uh, like the second time I so the first time I did it I wasn't really meant to do it and I stepped back at the top of the bank and then ran out of the bottom so that was eliminated but I hadn't trained hadn't done anything then the second year I had two down and came third and then I've been second since then um three seconds I think me and mum are like well when you've had that good a result at some point it might not go as well and you can still come out and what he's achieved anyway is so good but he's 14 now and it is a good year for him to he's at the peak of his fitness he hasn't been any better like his the consistency before this show I've come third in a five star Grand Prix which I never thought I'd achieve that's one of my biggest results in my career um, was that on the Sunshine Tour it was I came third in a four star on Jed in the Sunshine Tour okay. The that one was um, St Gallen Nation Cup okay. show first time on like accounting I wasn't on the team I was fifth but first time at accounting Nation Cup show in that elite kind of field of people and I came third in the Grand Prix which was Amazing. very surreal lining up with all these kind of greats and show jumping and i don't think they really knew where i came from <laughs> i was just a random person like who's that no. girl? yeah <laughs> who's that Who's that on that massive <laughs> horse uh, like i was stood with um, luciana Doniz and beat manley and like beat is like um, one of my dad's like all-time heroes mm. wow. and uh, in the press conference afterwards he was obviously trying to talk about me and he was saying something like yes and then and he looked at me and and it was like i had to in- i was like harriet my name is harriet oh harriet yeah and then he carried on talking i was like oh no he didn't even know my name and he's a really nice guy and i think he was really embarrassed but that was the kind of field i was in then that's definitely one of the biggest this year my biggest achievement or even my career biggest achievement Mm, mm. and so that happened like four weeks ago and then or three weeks ago then i went to bowlsworth jumped double clear in the 150 and then had a time fault in the grand prix Um, and then i've come here and he's jumped double clear in the trial and then so it doesn't get better than that. So I know, but I did say my to like a couple of my friends, I, like, I could do with him having a fence down in the trial because I need it's not this clear rounds yes, yes, are not yes, going to yeah, go yeah, on it, forever, yeah. and yeah. the more you jump clear, the more likely the next round is you're going to have so a fence true. down. Yeah. So not he doesn't he's a careful horse, and he doesn't need to have a fence down to help him any other way. Just the fact of statistics for me, I'm like, Don't, oh yeah, yes, it's exactly. <laughs> too I many clears. Exactly, exactly. Yes. <laughs> at yeah. some point he might not go clear, yeah. but. Um, but I think he, um, I so hope he could hold on one more day, because he so deserves that derby. My dad used to be a jockey, so he's there, uh, so well. racing hat with his bobble on the top, going up. Yeah, going up the hill behind the house. And that's actually something that I do a lot more before here, but I do that a lot in his routine anyway, Um, just to build him up because he's not the easiest horse on the flat because you can see that he's quite his own. He goes in his own way. His tongue's out on the side of his face the whole time, um, which people think is really funny. And it is quite funny. Like his tongue is over the bit constantly. And everyone, you know, you go and all these people are like, oh, tongue over the bit, oh, it's so bad. Well, uh, his bit, I can't put high because... It's, it's quite long shanks so that would go too high in his mouth and probably make it a bit sore. So I, I just, it's one or the other. His tongue's over the bit or the bit's too high. Does what that do affect we do? your No, and- no, it doesn't because he's actually, I've tried so many times to correct that but he gets annoyed and angry and he starts like literally growling and then he gets in a temper and he'll stamp his feet and he's like, oh, I don't like having my mouth round mm-hmm. closed. I think he's generally happier with it just mm. a bit more free and he's quite a unique
1: horse isn't he? I mean looks yeah. and everything I mean, and he has just...
0: a temper like he is a horse that you have to be very we'll do it your way we'll do it your way and as long as you can work with him he'll do anything for you but he does have a temper where if you go on the flat and you want to get work out of him and he's not in that mood you know he can get really aggy and really mm, like stressed mm. about it and I think I think it's just because he can't do it yeah. he knows he can't do it like I can't do a flying change like last year <laughs> come off the bank and I jump the rail clear and I go down the side and I go trot canter to get my right leg for the for the for the dike because two years previously I landed off the bank got to the rail and he went to change and he changed to disunited oh. so I went into the dike disunited oh and had God. it down going in not a good um, but it's not a good feeling and I was like oh no too too late to correct too, we'll just go with it because he does jump fences disunited quite a lot um and then so that's why for that i then last year was like i cannot go disunited to the tight because it doesn't work so just to secure that in my head i and i'll probably have to do the same this year because of the wiggle after the bank yeah yeah you know all these lovely light show jumpers can do a nice little flick change and look really elegant and i'm there like stop trot canter yes we're on the right leg tick now get to the rail like it is I do kind of is my like, head is not enough to think of I oh, know my track. head is probably if I could someone was in my brain with a microphone they would it, the amount of nonsense in my head when I go around that derby course so you're talking to yourself in your head yeah I'm very focused I kind of go into this world of which I hope I hit tomorrow because it's an amazing place where you just nothing anyone could say anything to you and you're just like nope I just want to just achieve this and I think I've got to really get in that zone this year but around the course, it's like I know I have to take a breath and I know I have to like just relax a bit and like last year I think the comment the commentator said oh she just looks like she's going for a hack around the garden yes. or something and I am in that place where I'm just like and breathe think clearly relax next fence achieve it next fence achieve like just keep ticking
1: those Mm. little fences as you go there isn't you can't get to a point when you go okay (laughs) i've done it yeah every single fence fence. oh well i've had the last fence so yeah
0: and that was i wouldn't even that's the only time in my career where i think i don't actually know how i had that because he was so collected it was such a nice stripe it was just too nice i think everything i came down the hill too nice and was like Jump the last fence and i didn't go for a post and so now i'm like post 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 because it just ticks that he's not an uncareful horse he's not gonna hit it like he's not gonna have it down but oh, you mean it just when i mean go for posed? a post yes got you. one of the stands the that pose. hold the poles got because
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's
0: harder to hit that down because it's a you can't really yeah, yeah but it just if you have a rub it's not as I don't know it's just a mental thing and also yeah. if you aim a horse for a pose they they're going to jump up. a bit yeah, bigger are. than yeah. what they would if you aim it for a pole Yeah. Um, so I did that last year and that seemed to work but um, yeah there's loads of like different things but it's like when I come off the table you've done one, two, three, four, five you've done the pivot hedge you do the table and then you land and you're just crawling around the back of that bank and you're kind of like here it comes <laughs> okay and you get to the top and you're like hmm Just go down, and then he goes down, and then you've like cleared it, and then you just kind of canter on. You're like, oh, that was alright, and then you do your trot canter, and you're like, oh, now's the dike. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then you do the dike. Oh, now's the water. Oh, now's the plank. Oh, now's the dry ditch. And the dry ditch is horrible. And you jump the dry ditch, and then you have to really shorten for that cream fence, which I have to shorten so much. And then you jump that, and then you're turning up the hill, and you're like, right, go again. It's all just so quick. And then when you've jumped the double of gates, you're going to the last going don't get too close like don't get too close stand off it with a bit of canter and get through that finish line and i'm then, feeling sick thinking about it How oh the hell yeah the hell? and yeah. always every morning they make you the riders walk the course and we walk it at like 10 10 30 and um you go in there you walk the course and the derby the parade's at two and the derby starts at 2 30 and you're like sweating for three hours before so you, you mean you'd rather not walk the course that oh. early and also you walk in there and you're like Oh wow! Yeah, still as big as it was last year. <laughs> you think yeah. you think you've done it so many times. You're like, oh yeah, you know you've done it. It's it's all right. You can kind of go around there. You've you've done well, and then you walk the course, and you're like, yeah, it still looks massive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it never yeah. looks small. I mean, I don't know about what Will Funnel would say, but for me, I, think I it I don't never looks small. Anyone would say it's not big. No, i do no. I don't really. no matter how many times you've done it, it's still very nerve wracking, very big, and also you go in there still knowing not not knowing what you're going to achieve because it's not a course where you can prepare and you'll go clear if you like do well it is the luck on the day Like you can't anything can happen you can trip going down the bank you can like not have the off stride going to the dike you can you know anything there's such careful fences they just have to breathe on the plank after the water and it's down like it's not it's not a course of fences that you can prepare for for a clear round you can prepare for it to get round but the clear round
1: just comes yeah it's funny because um, Shane Bean was saying it doesn't matter how many times you practice face yeah. on the dike it, it's the atmosphere and on the day it's it's, it's so it's big totally different
0: yeah you have to be perfect mm. like you have to be perfect and you have your horse has to not look at the crowd mm. on hanging like on the side and not and come off the rail at the right time not hit the unlevel kind of it drops a little bit the ground mm. before you take off not to get your feet on that drop mm. ground because if you do they'll have going in because it's just they gone a bit on their forehand because of the ground just moving away from them a little bit on that last drive. Who trains you? So I'm training now with Nick Skelton, which is amazing it's the best thing i think the best decision i've ever made
1: how does that work because obviously he's in america half yeah. the year isn't he he's
0: in america and like now he's at uh, rotterdam laura's on the team so he's not here this week but he was at bowlsworth last week so, so he's there he had changed you while he's there yeah so i worked with him at bowlsworth but i also go up there like a couple of di- early week before a show if i've got a week off i'll go to nick's like monday tuesday or monday tuesday wednesday and then go to the show thursday friday or whatever wow, amazing um so we try and make time for each other when we can start of the week's a lot easier and obviously with nick he would fly back from shows and then their horses won't get back for three days so they are actually a bit more
1: yeah free yeah, and he's yeah. retired
0: as well but he is all focused on laura so he goes everywhere where she goes so it's hard to catch him but he's so knowledgeable like even I can text him at a show at St. Gallen when I had a time fault in the Grand Prix. I can text him that he'll ring me, right, what's the jump off? You know, how many clears are there? You'll get through top 25%, go into the jump off. So you'll get through into the jump off. You've got to make sure if you've got one penalty, don't go too far, stay on one penalty. If someone has a fence down, they'll go behind you anyway and you can't get a clear. So there's, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're like, and he's so, he's done so much and um, he's just... He's very focused, and I mean, the way he got his gold medal and everything like that—you can see he planned it for years since basically London. Yeah. And he achieved it. He's just so clever at giving himself a goal and preparing for it and doing it. So like it's kind of really mentally, yeah. he is really strong and very clear with what he says. And actually, I need that because sometimes I'm a bit of a girl about things, and that, In you know, way. my brain, my brain sometimes takes over, and I do make silly mistakes. And actually, when you've got someone there, very clear mm. you just you know i walk it down i'm going down the sheet sh- like the shoot at bowlsworth down into the arena and nick's like what, what's your plan go for your course go through my course and i'm walking down and he's like right now do it and then i go in and it's just very like okay do it yes and like you can't you don't have a moment you just you get in that zone and you just achieve what you're meant to achieve and mm. like that's very clear so has he helped you mentally yeah massively i think also just Hit, like having the confidence of him working with me is mentally helpful yeah, um, yeah and it's just so nice that someone like him believes in like I mean he, he wouldn't he's not a very emotional person but to help me he must believe in something that I'm doing yes and my horses and you know he doesn't he doesn't have to help me he can yeah, help anyone
1: yeah um yeah, so it's that's tough really isn't it, it. because for you you know you have had a lot of success but you were saying you're not really, a, you know, that the sort of team thing, slightly, it leads you, doesn't it? You, mm. you were on the Dublin team.
0: Yeah, with Galway Bajad. You um, won the
1: Queen Elizabeth Cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you were saying, so we got the Nations Cup team at the next World International. Yeah. And you were saying you don't if you'll get on the team.
0: I just don't know. It's hard because there are such good horses and it is our home Nation Cup. So a lot of riders want to do it. Yes, Henry is a Hickstead horse through and through, and yes, he's on really good form. But I still have to show form after the Derby. But it is one of my lifetime dreams, and I'm not. What well, to do a Nations Cup at Hickstead. Uh, yeah, and like I'm not going to be a rider that's going to be at this level the whole life because I'm a. It's a family business for us. We have like a small number of horses and i'm very lucky to have the horses that i've got at the moment but it's not always going to be like that like i'm not always going to have grand prix horses and um i don't know if i'm going to have a because you mean when when they sort of retire you weren't necessarily i don't at the moment i have a nice six-year-old coming up through and like some seven-year-olds and i've got like quite yeah i've got some good young ones coming up through but i don't really know whether they're going to be good enough to do this yeah and uh, so you need owners don't you yeah exactly owners would be amazing how do you get owners I think achieving doing well and getting noticed and ride well constantly. But it's so tough. And I
1: just feel like you, you are consistent and doing yeah, well.
0: I'm in a bad area. But why are you, you still not in...
1: You know, why have you not kind of got that extra level up? I don't know.
0: I think people think because I ride for my dad that it's very much a family thing. But owners can come in and I've got owners like Dolph's owned by... You were going say Dolph. Yeah, owned Dolph, Dolph's yeah. owned by someone else. He's just a really lovely horse that just... You ask him to do anything and he does it. I yeah. mean, he's the perfect amateur horse or he's like quite a strong horse he just carries you around he looks beautiful like yesterday I did the 145 and had one down um so he jumped very good he's just been slower he's always been put in our in our stable yard Jed's the same age as him and obviously Jed's won the Queen Elizabeth Cup he's gone on a five-star nation cup I've had Dolph since a three-year-old and I've had Jed since five-year-old and Jed's always taken over and Dolph's gone always been a bit hidden yeah and he's not quite a 145 150 horse He's ten and like we've taken our time with him, and he's taken a lot longer to move up the ranks. But not through him being green or difficult, just through him just struggling with the technicalness. He's quite a powerful horse, so he kind of powers out through Mm -hmm, a double and mm -hmm. might have it. And then it's like, whoa, what happened? And he can he can get quite like nervous once he has one. He then has a few because he's a bit like tense about having fences because he doesn't want to touch them.
1: Family business. They're two sisters, is that right? Yeah. And they used to hunt. Yeah, they still do. And they still hunt, but mm. don't compete. No. So, did you all compete when you were younger? Yeah. So me and Emma em two years
0: older than me, and we used to do ponies together. So we had we we were when we were younger. We dad would buy Irish ponies, one kind of older one. We would have, and then he'd buy a young one that we had to produce at the same time. So producing a young one at the same it, it taught us a lot
1: we never had any good ponies we had to make them ourselves and so you said so, you know possibility of kids for yourself obviously do you, when are you getting married this year? yeah getting married in October wow to a jockey?
0: yeah Will Biddick yeah and how did you meet? through hunting actually oh really? well through he worked at Nichols's at Paul Nichols racing yeah at um, Ditch It which is 10 minutes from us um, and they just started coming out a little bit on like a couple of paws. you see it the whole time and um in like horse and hound and magazines where paul's taken you know the likes of uh conti went out once and and like denman he's given to someone that takes them out and um they've all hunted a bit of oh, yeah. his horses he likes the race horses he likes to see going out hunting sometimes even in their mid-season oh, amazing. and he loves it it's so fragile <laughs> no they do but they they actually they look after them well when they do it um but it's it freshens them up it these put i mean these racehorses are in such a fixed routine yeah yeah and their brain some of them just switch off and they're like you know what i can't this is boring and you take them out hunting and they get like a new lease of life yeah yeah and they're like oh there's something we did something different today yeah and actually paul really loves that and he works by that that and I i think it's it's brave but it it's not it's not you know it's not harmful hunting a horse like it's not they do he will take the ones that are sane so they do just fit in and just behave and they're just normal and it's you don't feel like it's dangerous when you witness it he's very it's very it's well done it's not just like Mm -hmm. oh send them out hunting on some random random jockey on it it's very um like very well done, and the horses that Basically come out are very yeah, yeah controlled and very they're well behaved and they do go like they'll go and jump three three four hedges on them and they, it's so funny because you're on your like cold hunter and you go to a hedge and you're like really ramming them in and then you get to the other side and then suddenly they is like. Shoo- you're like what was that it's like just like um yeah. who did uh Megan Nichols had Pasha Depolder polder out so he's obviously won the fox hunters it just literally, wow. like takes off three strides before you lands three strides out mm. and it's gone and you're like oh, oh wow I feel God. really wow. <laughs> it's insignificant with them besides so you, you so you do still hunt yeah um yeah but I try I try not to do too much I'm um, like I've always been brought up with dad going for it out hunting he's always he's a complete thruster he'd jump anything and so when we were younger we used to always do that and i'm quite a competitive person so i kind of now just ride the young ones and teach them a bit i don't have a good hunter that is like my saint that i'll go yeah, and jump yeah, everything yeah. on because actually anything can happen and yeah, yeah so i'm more now ride some young ones produce them jump a few hedges pick yeah. and choose a bit and do my own thing But I do only do, like, a month and a half, maybe. I never do... Because of the horses I have at Touch Imperial's Jed, they're all big horses. I don't do that much in the winter because I love the grass so much. I do so much in the summer. Yeah. So I kind of switch off in November, like, October, November. So I do a bit of November hunting... A little bit in December, but not much. And I'll go training somewhere. And so, do you take do you get time off? Because the thing with show not shows, really. there isn't. There's no off season. I have man? to do the young ones at the same time, so I don't have a rider at home that would take mine to show. So when I'm not here, I'll go to a day show in between, or I'm taking six, seven horses to a day show. Do you get honey holidays? I haven't You'll been on holiday for a long time. Really? I I'd booked a holiday last year. I booked to go to Cyprus with Will, and we were going with the Treadwells, Liam Treadwell, another jockey. Booked that at Cyprus and it was the week after the international here so perfect gonna jump the international Mm -hmm. all the horses jump there all good I won the Queen Elizabeth Cup got a phone call from Di do you want to go to Dublin? I was like I can't miss a five star nation cup that I've never been picked for so I was like this is my opportunity to get somewhere did Will understand so Will was completely understanding he just changed his flights to Dublin instead and came and watched in Dublin we just had to pull out and we found I think uh, Brendan Powell went instead of us we just kind of got someone to replace us. And we're like, really sorry. Can't go on holiday, sadly, because we're going no, to Dublin. It's great that Will understood. Yeah, he loves it. because it he's be- so understanding, because his is the same. The Racing's exactly, the same. Yeah. Like, you get call two days later, you're going somewhere miles away. You're going to Ireland, or you're mm-hmm. going... And that's just the way he lives, mm. very much... How are you going to juggle
1: it? I know. It's going to be hard. Well, we're the, I think we're the most
0: unorganised people in the whole entire world because we'll say yes to something and then one of us will be going off that direction, sorry we can't come now or yeah. can't say yes to that until at least two days before because we don't know what we're doing and I think everyone's like, oh my god, you two are a nightmare. But um, it works really well, like he's just finished his pointing season now, so he's amateur but he's previously been amateur champion for six years he's just lost the title this year but he went freelance so he changed a little bit on what he's doing he came second still so he still did really well for going freelance awesome. so he's a very good jockey and he does pre-training and braking as well at home so he has a yard of 30 horses um that come wow. and go so how, and he, you, how
1: much do you see each other
0: we live together and then he'll come out like he's he's actually at stag do this weekend but he is coming on sunday to watch he came to bowlsworth to watch as well um he'll do a bit more now trying mm-hmm. to watch a bit while he's a bit more quiet and i like the odd time that i'm not at a show on a sunday i'd go pointing to watch him and it actually works really well because we both understand like i it would be worse if i could watch him all the time and he could never watch me yes. which i can't do and if he could always watch me and i like just either way it would be so rubbish because then you would get irritated but but the fact that neither of us can really do that much for each other works actually really well and what about honeymoon are you going to take time off we're going to yeah two weeks We're hopefully well I know Will won't really tell me exactly what we're doing but so is he planning it well I think so It's quite brave he's not very organised though, so he keeps saying yeah I'm on it I'm on it and I'm like I bet it's not organised at all and then we'll get like three weeks before and the flights will be an absolute fortune but I think we're going to go to Bali <gasps> and go somewhere far away nice. and do like Bali and something else
1: Two weeks and you, a week Are you one, one of the people you'll be like and not know what to do with yourself? Yeah, is, but you quite we, I think we'll off? be
0: exhausted through the whole wedding and the whole summer and just this whole year has been. It's and really full on. It has been really full on, and then so we'll probably be exhausted, and then we'll probably get itchy feet. So I think that's why we've got to do a week somewhere and a week somewhere else. Because I think we can't do two weeks. A week conflicts. of kind of crash. Yeah. And then be a week of yeah. Activity. I think so. That would be really nice. Oh, um, nice. So something to look forward to anyway. Got a nice it, ring. Very nice. Yes. Did he choose that? Yeah. He wow. He was really lucky. Um, he did it all himself. I had no idea. No and way. So, um, yeah. How did he propose? He
1: was very sweet, actually. he. I was say he was very drunk.
0: Though. Yeah, no, he was really <laughs> sweet. It was very weird. We had actually been out with a couple of friends, which are actually coming tomorrow to watch the Derby we'd been out for supper with theirs the night before and we had played like quite a fun game that evening with like notes and like written things about each other it was really quite a fun a very giggly evening the night before um, a Saturday evening and then Sunday we were not very we were a little bit hungover a little bit like we'd had a really good time with friends and we were a bit dying and I was going to world class training Monday Tuesday so I was packing for that all afternoon and Will had actually come back from his at three o'clock and had had quite a quiet afternoon so he was helping me. And then I came in from finishing the horses at like five thirty and he had cooked dinner for like six thirty. I was like, Okay, this is quite nice. Like mm-hmm. I've got to get up at four o'clock tomorrow morning to go to world class so I was like get yep perfect and then um he handed me a note he was really giggly and very awkward but I just thought he was just in that random mood because he is quite like a joker and he is a bit he's quite a fidgety person like he's always quite busy um and he handed me this note saying what do you have in the morning before you go to work and I was like reading the note and I was like look seriously we're not playing the game (laughs) from last night like it's not going to be the same same thing like no you can't do it twice and he's like no just read it answer it what do you have in the morning before you go to work I was like a coffee like a bit awkwardly coffee and he's like well then go to the coffee jar and I'm like okay (laughs) why are you being so weird and he's just like yeah just go to the coffee jar so I went to the coffee jar and it was like what's small and smelly and annoys you or something or but you love dearly it was the dog so on the dog Bean had a little note on her collar saying you know and then we have like antlers in the house that owners have given him from Exmoor so like what looks above from what looks down on you from Exmoor or something so there was one on the antlers and then there was one on a picture of Henry and one on a picture of Jed and like yeah a little trail of notes all things that mean something to either us or to me yeah Yeah, and then the last one was like what do you lay your head on at night so a pillow but the thing is I had done the bed I take taken the sheets off and washed the sheets but I hadn't put them back on again and I said to him in the afternoon can you just make sure you make the bed at some point in yeah, the afternoon yeah. like so then it's just done and he is quite handy he's quite good and um so I was like oh Will you've made the bed as I'm walking down the corridor in the house and Will's like no seriously she's not getting this at all I was like oh you've made the bed because I just did not even think anything about That's it and then so funny. I was like oh um so I like lifted up the pillow and I there was a box and I really thought it would be like a pair of earrings and he would have completely pulled my arm and just like yeah complete joke At that point were so you thinking oh my god he might? I, I was thinking oh my god but no like he is like we talked about it but I didn't really know and then opened up the box and it was a ring and I was like oh my god and I just put the slammed the box back down and like started laughing and Will was like open it I was like well I have but oh my oh my god we're at this moment and it was so funny but I, I mean I just giggled and like a little bit probably a little bit cried but like I, <laughs> it was just so funny that moment like i had no idea i completely shocked myself and then was like whoa 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 hang on we're at this moment and then so we got engaged so then we had to go to the house and tell mum and dad and Mum was what on her ipad she always plays like cards and stuff she was playing cards on her ipad and I walked in the house It was kind of like you go first no you go first i was like because well, it didn't fit as well it wasn't on my finger so i was like i'm carrying the box really this is really weird and um walked in there and I'm kind of stood over mum I said, how's your card game going and Will's like nudging me like are you not gonna you're not gonna tell her yet and I'm like sorry I can't find the moment to literally be like oh we're engaged Um, so then I like kind of popped open the ring box in front of mum and she was like (gasps) dying a thing it doesn't really do what i want oh to do you, you haven't really upgraded much have you <laughs> i really like it but i haven't upgraded for mine because i really like mine and i like the fact that i can plug in headphones and no one can on a seven
1: i know that's so nice but this is also yeah. small when you're riding
0: yeah you mine doesn't fit in i'm constantly the other show i was at a five star trying to be all professional does my phone just pops out i put, tucked it in my actual yeah, thing I did like sometimes. by my pants <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I fell sometimes. out in front of some guy <laughs> nearly ran it over and I was like oh that's mine yeah sorry my yeah that's why I am
1: I've just paid this off I'm mm. due to get a new phone and I'm, I might have to go go big yeah it, it's, you do get used to it though and then it's just something and also
0: you can get these like um I really want to look for one, like a belt pocket on your belt you just attach it and it's yes. like a phone holder. Not and a bum it just bag. goes around, like yeah it's on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then it doesn't when you sit on a horse it's always here that's annoying, but isn't it? It sticks in your hip. Yeah, and get bruisedy and it goes yeah. in the back. The
1: American girls have it, they look very cool. So. Do they? American mm. girls always look quite cool, yeah. don't they? They always have the got it stuff. going on. But um that's one thing actually I was gonna to talk to you about was the I feel like riding's got so much more style. All, I'm just yeah. recording now, by the way. It's fine. We can just keep yeah. chatting. It's it's just the girls. I mean, it's Uber. You too. It's all very glamorous. Yeah. It's, do you feel like some
0: I've fresh got a new, to be Yeah, well, I think so. like, I've got a new hat before here because my hat was just like a bowling ball on my head, but... I can't really say the brand or anything. I definitely won't say that on thing. But it was just really like, I've always had a free hat that someone's given me. or oh, wear our design, wear our design, wear our design. And I got to the point where I was like, this hat is horrible. So I was like, I'm going to go get myself a Sam Shield because they're really pretty. And they've got like a big. So what do you wear now? Sorry? Sam Shield with a big. Oh, okay. Thing. And actually, for me, my, I'm re- my eyes are really bad with light. And like in the mornings, uh, when I ride Henry this morning because it's bright sunshine, I will just stream. I always stream. And, like, actually, I wanted one with a big peak because I thought maybe that'll help a bit more with the sun. The sand shields have, like, good vent at the front that at least you can feel the air just sweep around your head. So are they sponsored
1: yours? Or you just no, I your went
0: and... P- I wanted to... Because I've got a lot of sponsors to do with what I wear. And, actually, you tread on everyone's toes. So yeah. I was like, I'd actually quite like to pay for my hat. I and mean, when I want to change it, I can change it. Yes, yeah, so you haven't, but got, got, it, I can, or haven't it, got to worry about setting Because, like clothing wise i've got Ariat, i've got these guys which are really fun they're nice shorts. what are they really, so they're imperial cult and they're sticky and they're really good summer they ones look, they look like um, they're like yoga pants like tight, so yeah but yeah they basically are like they're, they're, and they're nice. really
1: like they're, they're comfy love an elastic waistband
0: yeah. <laughs> um it's so comfortable and what, and what, what are they again imperial cult so their logo Here is well. that the horse head i'm wearing one of their vests as well that and then the, the, that's the. I have hoodies like
1: a. Imperial cult. Imperial okay.
0: cult. She has a stand here normally. And she does hoodies, all quite chilled stuff, and like more really gym like stuff. like those jobs. And these are really fun. She does darker ones as well. But they're. From a distance, you can't see the pattern. But then when you ride. I can't see the
1: horse's head there so it's oh yeah it's that love that's that. his ears that's oh, wow, his nose that's fantastic so it's that's the and when you're riding that's the, kind of from where you stand that's really what people see i just want to apologize to the podcasters obviously you can't hear you can't see what we're describing here yeah. but you can check them out but they're, they're fab although they look quite unforgiving obviously you're a, of a slip of a thing <laughs> i don't know like one size fits all yeah it, it's Small,
0: medium large <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, they, there's, there's no hiding in those jods, is there? No, but they are actually really comfortable and actually the elastic waistband is great. I'm really liking the elastic waistband.
0: And also when you ride round, it's... <laughs> Hold your tummy in. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's comfortable. That, it's comfortable. Like, that's what I like about it. It's really comfortable and you don't really feel like you're wearing anything tight and restricting. Yeah, and when you're wearing jods all day. Yeah, and everyone has to wear them. So no, it's not... I, so I think I might have to get myself a pen yeah. on <laughs>
1: equestrian sport is the fact that there's men and women competing and completely yeah. equal footing, which is amazing. Although I was saying that I don't I don't know that I should have should have looked this up. I don't know the last time a woman won the Derby. Tina Fletcher. Yes. Promised Land. Promised Land, which wasn't that long ago. No, she it? was she she did it the year my first
0: year I did it, which is I it think, like 20, tw- uh, um, is it like twenty thirteen or something. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah. So
1: well, she did it the year before so maybe she did it in twenty twelve. Maybe she, but another. She's another really slight woman. She's you know, amazing. And you know you are, you know, not not high but you are teeny tiny. You are like I say. I'm not a very thing. strong. She, and you got a big horse. Yeah, I mean that is quite phenomenal. I always do. I don't know how it happens. I think Why my do you always get to big horses? I don't
0: know. I think Henry bought as a five year old, and Dad bought him from Ireland, and he came off the lorry. He was just broken, and Dad was like, "This is gonna be the best horse you ever have," and I. He was. You can imagine for him. A hat rack, so skin and bone, big feet, big head, big long neck. I mean, I could not hold one side of it for three years. I hated him. I I was That's like, Dad, funny. I can't ride it. I can't ride it. He'd, I'd jump into a double and he'd run out going past the second part and canter off down the hill with me. And I'd just be like, OK, great, I can't stop. Or oh, I'm not too sure I want to do that fence and just run out, like four strides out. And I'd just have absolutely nothing. But your dad knew. A, he knew that it would just come right. And I qualified, I think, just through his carefulness and scopiness um I was the only one to jump three clears somewhere on a newcomer's second round and um I was so slow but I just managed to qualify just through no one else jumping clears and qualified horse of the show for newcomers and grade c and he I went to the final and I went clear in both the double clear in both the finals and came third in both then people were like oh what's that horse and they started to ask about him and dad was like oh, I've got a couple of clients for him and I'm like oh no please don't sell him I think <sighs> I'm getting the hang of him and he was an eight-year-old I mean everything else in a newcomer second round is a six and seven-year-old and he was an eight-year-old it'd taken me that long to get yes, to that level yeah. and then after that I went straight to the county shows because I thought that will suit him big grass arena not so tight not so yeah. related distances not so just big scopy bold fences and he just went so well I think as a eight-year-old a nine-year-old he came he came second in two stairways or three stairways. I was, like, flying mm. the county shows mm. on him. And then it went on from there. But it, it's funny that, it, actually, he doesn't get many clients. Like, no one would now come up and be like, oh, can I, what, you know, how much do you want for a touch in periods? Because I think everyone looks at him and just goes, yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think that's I mean, my ideal horse. <laughs>
1: so, you know, you just, you've got such an amazing horse. Yeah,
0: and I think we've built that up, and I think everyone kind of understands that. that he mm. will be my pet, like, just the day he retires will be such a sad day but he'll I want him to go like dad's retired from um mastership I would want him to go on a weekday out hunting hacking around with dad like doesn't need to jump but just doing what he should have done because mm. he is a horse that is Irish bred he does look like he should be out in the hunting he field totally a little does, bit yeah. but he wouldn't be any good at it he'd be very he's like would be very quiet he wouldn't find it daunting at all he wouldn't light up out there mm. um but you wouldn't want to take him to a big black hedge and the black ones have a veil because he would probably jump every twig of it and then it wouldn't be that nice a landing. But Ooh. he would just to hack around up with hounds or do something like that is just mm. my dream thing for that horse. And then you know I'm engaged, twenty eight years old. Like when I want to have kids, I mean them with him or just sat on. He would be an absolute gentleman. So how old is he now? So he's fourteen, and he would just be a gentleman because I can't. You can't give him to someone to do amateurs on because they're not, he's not going to be fast enough. He's not competitive mm-hmm, enough and mm-hmm. he's too careful. So he'll nearly get into more trouble because he'll jump a 110 fence, like a 130 fence.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then he'll make up distances too much or he'll scare himself. And so it's not... He needs a big, bold fence. So he'd have to retire from the top because he can't go back, back down the levels because he's not fast enough.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then something like that and just a kind of a happy hack at home. My dad have him or something would just be like he's a pet like he he'd never want to sell him ever he'd never sell
1: well that's all for this episode of free Rain podcast with me charlotte ricker i really hope you enjoyed listening and if you did please don't forget to rate review and subscribe until next time happy riding